knock-around, high-quality shades go the extra mile. They are affordable, stylish sunglasses that are perfect for running. Now, even more so, as Dimity and I created our own custom pairs of running shades. To check out and buy, go to knockaround.com AMR. Sunday's the day. Celebrate your mother or yourself this Mother's Day with something from 1-800-Flowers. To order last-minute Mother's Day bouquets, arrangements, and gifts, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter code AMR. Acorn TV is the largest commercial-free British streaming service that features compelling stories, exclusive premieres, and originals you won't find anywhere else. To try Acorn TV free for 30 days, go to acorn.tv and use promo code AMR in all lowercase letters only. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. How are you? (laughs) I am good. I am good. I am also, I have had my second vaccine. You are fully vaccinated, SBS. Woohoo! I know, I know. I'm (laughs) back to the max. Um, So I got to say, Dim, that, you know, I was like, okay, I'm getting it on Wednesday at 1 p.m. I better take Thursday as a rest day instead of my usual (laughs) Friday. You know, I called to, I usually swim on Thursday. So I called the pool. Yeah, the person who usually makes my reservation is Ashley. I'm like, hey, Ashley, I'm mixing things up. I'm not getting there till Friday. <laughs> well, yeah, you sent a Google calendar alert to us, which was very, uh, your coworkers, just yeah. very nice in case, you know, you just happened to fall off on Thursday. We knew where you were. Yes. So, um, yeah, but, but the long and short of it is. I what? had absolutely no side effects whatsoever. Zero. Zero. So, wait, so wait, are you Moderna or Pfizer? Pfizer. You're Pfizer. Okay. And, um, but you know, that I've, you know, Alex himself, our podcast producer had Pfizer and he got at the date, his guy's second dose. Alex, if you want, chime in, you know, you, you had uh, side effects and, um, from Pfizer and, but uh, it it wasn't terrible. It it was, I I kind of woke up with some chills mm -hmm. in the middle of the night, didn't sleep great. And then I was just kind of sluggish the next day, but not, not terrible. I didn't get but, like a full fever or anything. But you did sound rough because we recorded uh, the podcast the next morning. And I mean, you sounded rough on the, when I said hi to you, you know? Yes. That was the result of like, once I woke up at like three, four in the morning, <laughs> I did not sleep well at all. So <laughs> I have I, to say the funny thing is so Alex, you were like, oh yeah, I woke up at three there. I couldn't get back to sleep. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> welcome yeah. to middle-aged women's every single freaking night. <laughs> I know. That's what I thought. I, I'm excited to be here. I'm glad I can finally be on the show now that I'm a middle-aged woman. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And when I told Molly, she was like, yeah, talk to the hand, man. <laughs> well, yeah. well, it's still an issue for me. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. you need awesome. this full night's sleep. Yeah. But I mean, I, so Molly, you know, my best friend and friend, she, because she's a veterinarian, had gotten, um, she's been fully vaccinated for quite a while. And so she said that, you know, she felt, you know, the chill, she had a fever. She said, just take um, ibuprofen or Advil, you know, um, proactively. She said, it's not, you're not, you know, sick. So it doesn't matter if you get rid of the symptoms. 
Um, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. So I, and I am not a person who ever stops to think like, oh, I guess I could take a pill for that. So I was taken to Tylenol and. Um, wow, Sarah, you were really, that was a, you were doing a lot of prehab is what you were doing for your vaccine. <laughs> You're moving your workouts. You were taking the, the uh, anti, the, whatever they're called, NSAIDs. Yeah. 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 It was also so funny though, because then by last evening, I'm like, huh? wow, I feel really good. Like I don't have any little niggly things because, you know, I'm all hopped up on my Tylenol. <laughs> hopped up on Tylenol. <laughs> Said nobody ever. <laughs> uh, it's so funny because Grant got his on, my husband got his on, um, he's Pfizer as well. Uh, what day did he get it? Was it Tuesday? It was Tuesday. Yeah, I think it was Tuesday and um, oh, 9.15 Tuesday morning because literally like the way that he was acting and um, he would, I mean, he hopefully would laugh at this, but I'm happy to share it because he's he knows he's a drama queen. Yes. He was like ready to have the flu by like 9.30 Tuesday morning. You know, like, he's like, well, I don't think I'm going to go into the office. And I'm like, you can go into the office. And if you don't feel good, come home. Or if you need help, call me, you know? And so, help. yeah, well, because he doesn't, you know, he's, uh, again, you know, I, I won't go too far into it. Just he, being sick is not as strong. So I know you've that. said that before. Yeah. 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 So, um, so anyway, so, uh, yeah, so he ended up coming home Thursday afternoon. So he got it, or Wednesday afternoon, excuse me. Uh -huh. So he got it Tuesday morning. Wednesday afternoon, he needed like a three-hour nap and then went to bed early that night. But that was, and that's, and Melissa, who works for us, um, yeah. she got her second Moderna one and she said she was fine. And then 12 hours in, she was like, I was hit by like a 12-ton truck, like could not function. Yeah. Um, and so I th that's what kind of what I've heard across the board. It's either like, Oh my gosh, you're fine. You can go for a run. Or are you kidding me? You think I could run right now? Like there is no way I can even make it up the stairs to my bed. Like I feel like there's not a lot of in between. You know? I know. I know. It was. Uh, I mean, and I just kept waiting for it. But I also had a very busy day yesterday. Oh my gosh, just. Um, oh, and starting with um, Jack, my husband, um, letting his alarm go off five times on the one day that I get to sleep in. <laughs> and and it's not, you know, my alarm sounds for like a, a nanosecond and I am on it. I am turning it off. And his just goes on and on. And so finally I took a page out of the kids books and uh, playbook and, and on like the third time I just go rude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and probably didn't hear you because you had yeah. a pillow over his yeah. ear, right? So, you know, so this, so he got his the day after I did. So then this morning when he was on his, you know, day after I was all, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to let my alarm sound for so long. And I just can't do it. It's annoying. It's really <laughs> annoying. Yeah. So anyway, so, um, I was just thrilled and, and, um, but then very funny. So then I swam this morning, it being Friday and I felt like a million bucks. I just felt one with the water and felt I was going fast and Trisha was there and I was like, I feel so good. She's like, what was in that shot they gave you? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Good job. Yay. Yay. Yeah. So, and it, it feels very good to be on the other side. So yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm getting yeah. my my round two on my birthday on Monday, oh. Monday afternoon. So that's my birthday present to myself. <laughs> nice, very nice, very yes. nice. All right, well, let's jump into questions. This one comes from Shuni, looking to quell post-run queasiness. Hi, my name is Shuni, and I'm calling from Williamsburg, Virginia. I'm just looking for some tips on after-run nutrition. Um, I tend to get an upset stomach. Um, after going for a long runs and, and trying to eat, um, I usually 
work out fasted and maybe have a cup of coffee before I go for a run. Um, but if I go for a long run, I seem, tend to have an upset stomach um, for the rest of the day, uh, no matter what I eat. So I'm looking for some tips and suggestions for post-run nutrition. Thank you. Oh, I so remember that uneasy, queasy feeling after a long run. And for me, the key, Shoni, is, was to push through that feeling and force myself to take something in. You know, it's yeah. exactly what you don't feel like doing, but it's exactly what you need to do. And, you know, you got to find what works. And for me, it's starting with a drink, like a glass of chocolate milk or a smoothie or maybe some you know, protein powder and some milk, something like that. And then moving on. This is my thing. I love um, French toast topped with um, yogurt and some granola, maybe a couple raspberries or something. But um, yeah, that's what works for me. What, what about you, Dim? Oh, when I have that post-run queasiness, I mean, that's definitely a drink is the easiest to get down for sure. So yeah, I mean, chocolate milk, um, we just got these uh, fair life, high pro high quality protein um, recovery drinks at Costco. That was a um, pickup of grants. Um, it's like chocolate milk with like 30 grams of protein. So, um, so you, you know, something like that. Um, and maybe it's if it's cold, it might be easier to get down or a sports drink or like mm. noon podium has um, a, a post workout drink yeah, that that's a good call. Um, also might taste good. Um, mm-hmm. That has kind of what you need after a workout. So any of that might work. But I think what we really need to do, Sarah, is talk a little bit about f- running fasted on a long run, because I think that's what's causing the, the, the bulk of the nausea. I have to say that's what raised a red flag for me that, um, you know, I was thinking that if um, Shuni ate something before she headed out for her long run, because I have gotten to the point where I don't really eat before I go out on a run that's like 90 minutes or shorter. That's just me. I sometimes will have um, athletic greens and I feel that has maybe a little bit of calories. But if I'm going to run longer than 90 minutes, I eat something and there's just a lot of confusion about running in a fasted state. Yeah, there really is. And so, I mean, and and neither one, you or I are a nutritionist, a functional dietitian, like we are neither one of those. So Shuni, take this with a grain of salt, everyone else take it with a grain of salt. But here's kind of how I break it down. Um, and, and we've done um, some nutrition programs in the train, like a mother club, like we have one um, nutrition for ultras, and then also nutrition for half marathon and marathon. And the reality is, is if the way that I understand her question is, she's not eating before she goes for a run. Mm-hmm. And then she runs long, meaning she's running 90 minutes, two hours, two and a half hours, depend, depends upon the day, but whatever, she's going for a longer run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she feels sick. So yep. if that's yep. not the case, we might have it wrong, but we'll just talk about it anyway. So mm-hmm. anyway, 60 minutes or less, fine to run fasted, you know, fine to jump out of bed, go for an easy run, go get it done. Um, Sarah, you say 90 minutes again, it's all individual, but yeah. you know, the coaches... Um, that we've worked with here are pretty adamant about getting in fuel somewhere between 75 and 90 minutes if you are going longer. Mm-hmm. And also, and this is a this is a topic for another day, but also even if you're only going for 90 minutes and in that if you are training for something, it sets you up for the next day, you mm-hmm. know, because you only can carry about Mm-hmm. Um, 90 minutes worth of glycogen in your muscles. And mm-hmm. glycogen mm-hmm. is that easily consumable sugar that, mm-hmm. um, or in your bloodstream, um, you know, that keeps you running. So basically what I would say to Shuni is I would try to 
get some calories in your run. And, and if you're running fasted, um, you know, and that really is not interesting to you, um, you know, I would start with liquid calories, um, starting mm-hmm. with, you know, a, a, a sports drink that has some liquid calories that, you know, there's plenty of them out there. Um, mm-hmm. There, you could also, if you are interested in the fat burning benefits of running fasted, which again, you've got to be running easy to burn fat. That's, mm-hmm. that is the key, right? You can't be running um, at 80% of your heart rate. You're going to be running on carbs and not have, using all your carbs, burning through them is going to make you feel nauseous. Like that mm-hmm. comes up again and again. That's, um, I can't emphasize that enough. Like, both the coaches, Stephanie Howe, who um, is a nutrition, who's a nutritionist, a PhD in nutrition, and talks does the Ultra for Run nutrition program. I'm sorry, I'm kind of talking, I'm getting so excited to say. I know, this. I can tell. <laughs> um, and same with Liz and Jen, who do that running by heart rate. Um, you know, not eating enough causes nausea. Not mm. drinking enough. Yeah. causes GI issues. Like you'd think like, oh, but I'm a clean slate. But in fact, mm-hmm. you've got to put gas in the tank. You've got to put hydration in the tank to keep it running like a car. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so I guess I would start with some liquid calories or if you want to, you know, if you're more interested in kind of keeping it natural and not going to sports nutrition, that's totally fine. You can think about something like, if you, again, if you're running easy because it takes more to digest, but like, you know, bites of a Lara bar or some energy bites or things like that, um, that might, that can give you calories. Um, they're just going to take a little bit longer to digest than a goo and kind of hit Mm -hmm. your system. But, Mm -hmm. and the last little bit, and again, this might feel ridiculous if you've never, if you're not running a ton, if you've never eaten on the run, step, like try to get in about 200 calories an hour, 200 Mm to 250 even. Um, Mm. And that is a lot. I mean, that is two gels an hour. I mean, I remember when we did Nike Women's, Sarah, and I mm-hmm. laid out like eight gels because oh, I was I thinking, and I was thinking it was going to take me four hours. I was going to take two an hour. I remember people were like, gosh, that's a lot. And I'm like, yeah, but that's how, I mean, yes, yeah, certainly people have run marathons on less and certainly, you know, there are outliers everywhere, but just general basic sports nutritionists, you've got to keep gas in your tank. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like so, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, I'll get off my diatribe now and hopefully slow down my speech. But it's a lot. To, it's a lot to unpack, and I think sometimes you don't realize what an effect it has on yeah. your performance until you, you know, until you try it, and then you're like, "Wow, that makes a big difference." Yep, yep. I remember when Katie, our our CMO, uh, you know, she used to run half marathons without any type of energy, and then finally we're like, "Katie, you have got to take some goose with you." And she was yeah. like, wow, you guys were right about that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. I mean, even now, like if I'm doing a bike ride now, you know, um, in um, when I'm training under Coach Jen and Liz and, um, you know, anytime the bike ride is over 75 minutes, like even if it's just 80 minutes, I am taking in about 200 calories an hour. So for an 80 minute ride, I'm going to have about 300 calories, even though I could definitely get it done without that. It's going to mm-hmm. help me thrive during that workout and then again, recover and mm-hmm. come back stronger for the next one. That's yeah. important. Yeah. We got to keep you uh, um, full up in stock in uh, goo. We, I know. Well, that's I, I do I, actually. I, have I, can that make that, I can make that happen. I can make okay, that happen. Thanks, yeah, yeah, I know. Well, especially because Grant, who, you know, has recovered from his COVID flu is, is also training too. So he's, <laughs> he's on the goo train as well. <laughs> nice. Okay. So I've been talking up knock around sunglasses for a few episodes now. And for good reason. The brand makes stylish performance shades that are perfect for running, 
especially since they are priced reasonably enough to have several pairs to go with various running outfits. And now for the grand verbal unveiling I've been hinting at. We designed two custom pairs of eponymously named knockaround sunglasses, the Dimity and the Sarah that just debuted in advance of Mother's Day. It was so dang fun to design custom knockaround glasses, choosing every detail down to the color of the little K logo on the side. Dimity shades are sunshine bright in pink and orange, while I went for my power color, purple, with stripes on the arms. Both pairs are polarized, have mirrored lenses that offer UV 400 protection. The lenses are also FDA approved impact resistant. Knockaround pioneered the affordably priced high quality sunglasses category in 2005, so they know what they're doing. Now an industry leader, Knockaround is inspired by melting pots of sports, fashion, music, arts, and the surrounding lifestyle. Hey, and now AMR. To check out and buy our custom sunglasses, go to knockaround.com AMR. Once you buy a pair of the Dimity or the Sarah, you get a code for 20% off your next Knockaround purchase. And we know you'll want more pairs once you try them. Again, that URL is knockaround.com slash AMR, K-N-O-C-K-A-R-O-U-N-D dot com slash AMR. Calling all last minute Mother's Day shoppers, you know who you are. There's still time to be mom's favorite if you hustle to 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers has you covered with amazing deals on Mother's Day gifts, from bouquets and plants to gourmet treats and sweet surprises. They have everything you need to make sure mom feels loved and appreciated on her special day. Do as I say, 1-800-Flowers generously sent me a bouquet of 36 sherbet-colored roses, and I was seriously impressed with the quality and beauty of the flowers. The pink, lavender, and orange roses were vibrant and hearty, truly beautiful. Yet, I'm a little bit slow on the uptake. I heard from numerous mother runners that they had bought roses from 1-800-Flowers using our radio code. For moms, grandmas, best running friends, even executive assistants. Yet it wasn't until a few days ago that, uh, duh, I realized I needed to send my own mother a bouquet. Shh, don't tell her. It arrives tomorrow. Whether it's roses, lilies, larkspur, or irises, all blooms from 1-800-Flowers are picked at their peak and are available for same-day delivery to ensure freshness and her delight. This is your last chance to lock in these amazing Mother's Day deals, so order today. Only good while supplies last. To order last-minute Mother's Day bouquets, arrangements, and gifts, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio offers icon in the top right corner of the homepage, and enter code AMR. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, code AMR. While TV has been the saving grace for many of us, I'm sure by now a lot of you feel like you've caught up with every single show imaginable. If you're tired of scrolling through the same movies or shows and miss the excitement of weekly releases and brand new binge fests, then you need to try Acorn TV. With Acorn TV, there's always something new to discover. It has hundreds of exclusive shows from around the world, including award-winning mysteries, dramas, comedies, and so much more. Acorn TV has new releases every week, so you'll never have to worry about running out of content. The series are cleverly written, feature renowned actors like David Tennant and Thandie Newton, and are visually striking. Watching Acorn, I often feel like I've been transported to the Scottish Highlands, Dublin, or the streets of London. I love it. I also realized the other evening, a delightful number of Acorn shows feature a strong female lead, like the series I'm watching now, Acceptable Risk. When the husband dies mysteriously in the first few minutes, the widow snaps into action to uncover the truth about his death and the work life he was leading, all while speaking in the most lovely Irish accent. If you're ready for a streaming service that offers new stories, new characters, and breathtaking scenery every week, do what I did and get Acorn TV. To try Acorn TV free for 30 days, Go to acorn.tv and use promo code AMR in all lowercase letters. 
That's A-C-O-R-N dot TV with promo code AMR in all lowercase letters to get your first 30 days for free. All right. Well, Jennifer is curious about mileage in the early stages of training. Hi, this is Jennifer from Central Utah. I'm getting ready to train for my 12th marathon. And my normal running week is quite a little bit higher than the first running week of my training plan. Should I wait and just jump into my training plan when it gets up to my normal mileage? Or is there a good reason to start with those low mileage weeks? Thanks. I love the podcast. Jennifer, thanks for the podcast love. And for, it sounds like, calling in while you're on a run. Dimity loves when people do that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I include this question, Dim, because... I oftentimes wonder myself the same thing, you know, like, do I cut back to stick to the plan or just wait until it, you know, quote unquote, catches up with me? You know, Coach Dimity, what do you say? I'd say, well, Jennifer's training for her 12th marathon, so she knows herself well as a distance runner. So Mm -hmm. I would say whatever feels good to her right then, right? Mm -hmm. If it, if she wants to stay where she is and and jump in where where the two plans align, perfect. Mm If she wants to scale back because, you know, she's coming up on, you know, the end of the school year and there's some events and I don't know, she just feels like she needs to concentrate on some other things before running, before starting her training, she could do that as well. Now, if it was a first time marathon or a second time marathon or even coming back, you know, like maybe I made a marathon three years ago and now I'm going to do another one, I would definitely say scale back Mm -hmm. and then come back up because... Not necessarily because your body can't handle it, um, but we do want to kind of minimize the risk of injury. But mm-hmm. it's more the training cycle is off is always longer than you always feels longer than you think it will. <laughs> you know, so um, so you know most of our marathon training or all of our marathon training plans in the Train Like a Mother Club are eighteen to twenty weeks. That is a very long time to be on a structured schedule if you are not used to it, right? And it yeah. sounds like Jennifer, you know, again seems like a pretty um, consistent high mileage runner. So I think that she'll be fine. But again, if you're coming in in a different spot, I would say scale back and then to week one and go along for the ride. Yeah, I have to say that that that's part of I think the younger me might have said, Oh, I'll just wait till it catches up. I'm gonna keep doing my, you know, 30 to 35 mile weeks. And now I'm like, yeah. huh, look at that. I could scale back to a 22 or a 25 mile week. I think yeah. I'll jump on that train. Yeah. Yeah. Like whatever sounds good. And I, there's no, I mean, you know, as we, as we talk about a lot, like training goes in waves, right. And you cannot stay at, you know, 35 miles a week and, and you know, whatever she's going to do, she's going to increase her intensity. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then drop way down after the marathon. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, so if you want to, you know, there's no, no shame at all in scaling back and coming back into week one and kind of feels crisp and new. And, you know, you get to start with marking off day one, week one. That's nice. Yeah. I'm also thinking both our kids are involved in musical theater and it's kind of like if you start on too high of a note for the first part of the song (laughs) and when the notes go up really high, you're like, Oh, that's way above mine. You know, whereas if you drop it down a register, then it's like, okay, I can hit those high notes. Yeah, there's nowhere to go when you start too high. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Well, Carrie has a whole lot of blisters. Oh, I know. Hi, this is Carrie from Westchester, Pennsylvania. My question is, I keep getting blisters on my feet. I've tried different shoes, different socks. And I cannot stop getting blisters on my feet. At first, it was on my toes. 
Now it's on the ball of my feet. Now it's on between my ball of my feet and my big toe. Um, I didn't have this problem before I had a heel stress fracture this summer and had to search for new shoes because nothing fit right. I don't know what happened. I need some advice. Thanks. Bye. So this question hit home with me because I sort of had the reverse dimity. I don't know if I've ever shared this with you before, but um, okay. So, you know, I fractured my ankle pretty badly in um, 2015. I can't believe it was coming up on six years. At least actually now that I think about it, six years ago tomorrow as we record this, that wow. I fractured it. Yeah. Um, so, and then I had surgery, had plates and pins put in. And I used to have really significant calluses on my feet, particularly in the place where bunions grow on, um, as you know, on the side of, you know, behind your big toe. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I have none. <laughs> and um, so, but since that surgery or since the fractured ankle, my feet are so much smoother and softer and it kind of boggles my mind. So it makes me think that I must be landing or pushing off differently than I was pre-fracture. So I sort of am wondering the same thing about you, Carrie, that maybe um, since your stress fracture, your gait has changed a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And you could notice that, I mean, if you ever uh, studied the bottom of your the soles of your shoes, mm. pre and post fracture, I mean, again, because we have all the time in the world, right, to like notice <laughs> yeah. these nuances. Yeah. But you might notice, you know, that your left heel, like I used to always wear down my left heel. Mm -hmm. um, you asked me, Sarah, in these notes, if I had any, if I noticed anything <laughs> after my stress fractures. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you're giving me way too much credit as a runner. I don't <laughs> notice things like that at all. But um, but yeah, I, I definitely feel like, you know, it sounds like something changed, right? And that's not unusual, especially because I think she probably has a subconscious um, protection of that heel, right? Even mm. if it's 100% feeling good, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the blisters are on the other foot. Um, oh. or, even on the, or even on the foot with a stress fracture, just because she's maybe landing a little different, rolling a little different, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe prancing along a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, so, Carrie, you mentioned you had tried different socks and different shoes. So I wanted to know if you'd experimented with applying an anti-chafing lube on your feet, like Body Glide, or my personal favorite is um, my Gold Bond. It's called Friction Defense. And I buy it in bulk from Amazon. Um, so, um, so there's that. And if that doesn't cure, solve the problem, um, I'm thinking that Carrie's next step, Dimity, um, would be to visit a podiatrist. You know? Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, yeah, I think lube is, if you haven't lubed up, um, some like Aquaphor also might be a little bit mm -hmm. more, um, or Vaseline even. Mm -hmm. um, and then also putting some powder on your feet sometimes oh. helps mm -hmm. too, um, keeping them dry because it's that friction. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing, of course, is we, I maybe it might be worth just um, going to a running shoe store and just telling them what's happening. Um, I mean, it sounds like you've got some new shoes. Just make sure that they're the right shoes for you. You know, are, are they the right size still? Your feet swell. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I guess I would, if there's, if there's somebody that you can ask and trust and, you know, they might have some insight too, especially looking at your feet and the wear of your shoes. So, mm -hmm. but I think and also a podiatrist might be, if, if they are really um, kind of nonstop and popping up everywhere, that's what's so weird is that they're like uh, whack-a-moles. It sounds a little bit like, right? <laughs> like, is it between my second toe and my third toe? And now tomorrow it's on my heel. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, all right. Our final question is from a different Sarah who is wanting to talk about running etiquette. Hey, my name is Sarah calling from Ohio. I have a question about running etiquette, especially now that it's getting warmer and just with the pandemic, people like are starting to feel a little bit safer, I guess. I'm starting to see more runners out on the road or on the trails. 
And my question is, when is the appropriate time to make eye contact? Because, I mean, you can see the person coming, right? So if you're just staring at them until they get close enough to smile and say good morning, you know, you just come across like creeper. But then if you, how do you pretend to ignore them until they're, they're the appropriate distance away? And then you, oh, I didn't see you there. Hello, fellow runner. Um, hi, good morning. So I guess that's my question. When is the appropriate time to initiate this contact with this fellow runner without being weird? Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Bye. So I love this question because I wonder the same thing. So I'm, maybe it's a Sarah thing. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so I think a lot of it depends on whether you're on the opposite side of the road as the other person or passing on a more narrow trail because, you know, how much distance you have from the person really determines, you know, how, how close you'll end up being to that person, I think really dictates um, how soon you make eye contact, um, you know, and whether you talk to them or not. Um, you know, certainly if you're on the other side of a four lane road, you're, you know, maybe toss out a wave or a, a peace sign to them. But um, so I, I was trying to think about this, like how many steps before <laughs> do, I, do I feel I make eye contact with? And I feel it's maybe, you know, kind of 10 to 20 steps before I pass the person that I make eye contact. And then, you know, a simple wave and possibly a hi or a morning or how you doing, that type of thing. And, you know, if you're on the trail, it's a bit more intimate. Yeah. Then you're going to probably do it a little bit sooner too, just to get out of people's ways, you know, mm -hmm. if, especially mm -hmm. if you're coming, coming and going. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't see my hands, but they're coming and going. <laughs> right, like trains, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, so I got to say, I'm going to take a detour here because okay. that's so funny. This question came up because yesterday um, I went and rode my bike. Yesterday it was beautiful here, probably like 70. Went and <laughs> rode in Cherry Creek, which is a high density cyclist population. And again, like kind of one of the first really, we've had some spring days, but this was the first one in a, a long string of days. Mm -hmm. um, and I was out and I got passed by, I think, five male cyclists. And, and mm -hmm. you know, so you're, and you're going the same direction, right? Mm -hmm. But they're coming, you know, this is a, a park that allows cars. So they are a foot away from you, you mm -hmm. know, for mm -hmm. a second. Not one person acknowledged me even. And I was so pissed. I was so angry. I came home and put up a, um, a little rant uh, on the Train Like a Mother Club triathlon page because it just feels like such a bro culture, right? Like if you're not mm -hmm. in a skin tight, kitted out, you know, mm -hmm. Rafa cycling gear, you know, and, um, and going 20 miles an hour, like you're not worthy of being on the road with them. And it makes me so mad because like, we are all cyclists, like we are all doing a good thing for our bodies, for the environment, like we're part of a very loose team, like, I don't know. And so, and what I wrote in my rant was that like, that doesn't happen in running. I don't think, you know, I feel like in running, you know, you acknowledge the other person maybe because you're going slower, like, and you mm -hmm. can't, you know, it's maybe it's just a high or maybe it's a nod, but it's not like I am blowing by you. I am powerful over you, you know, mm -hmm. and I might be projecting too much. And I put in my random, like, am I being too sensitive? <laughs> yes, maybe I am. But it just, I don't know. Like, so that it made me sad, mostly because I love the camaraderie that you get with running. Um, and I'm not looking for like a huge, like, hey, nice work or looking strong or whatever. Just like, hey, or like, you know, some cyclists are really good with just kind of like tipping their hand, you know, taking yep, it off yep. the brake and just kind of 
saying hi and I just I don't know and so, so there was some good responses too so did any women pass you and did they did they acknowledge your existence on this earth no no the only person that did was um a guy standing in khaki shorts he was a commuter but he had like you know he had a nice bike and his cycling mm-hmm. shoes on but a backpack and he was stopped at a stoplight and I was rolling into it and I was going to pull up next to him mm-hmm. and he and I and I just said hi and he's I could tell he want I, I could say hi to him right he was stopped and stuff and uh, he's like, and I'm like, oh my God, this day is just beautiful. And he's like, yeah. And we just had a small conversation, but it wasn't, that's not the first time it happened. I mean, there was one time this like lit me up. <laughs> Grant was probably like, okay, Dimity, you got to move past this. But we were um, climbing Deer Creek. Okay. So Deer Creek is that big, you know, um, t- like 3000 foot climb where you're going, yes. you know, at times going like, you know, six and a half, seven, eight miles an hour. Oh boy. And grinding a, it out. Yeah. Grinding it out. Yeah. And a guy... And, and 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 no cars. I mean, certainly yes, there are cars, but it's a pretty isolated route. And a guy passed me, literally going. We were probably going. He's probably going seven and a half, and I was probably going six and a half. And I'm just like, dude, you can't say keep going or high or. Yeah, and I feel long. like, and I and I truly feel like it's the person who is the passer and not the passy. You know, right? I, I don't and, know. and well, and also the thing is, Dim, is that you know you you oftentimes soft sell yourself as an athlete. So you, but people need to know that you saying this is a person who looks super fit because you are super fit and super strong and very capable. And, you know, to, to other people, you are the exact opposite of a poser, you know? So it's not like, it makes me feel like a poser though, because you know, like it just, I I, I know, but it, but it just, it just tells me that all these, these individuals, let's call them men (laughs) just, and it's good. Alex is on mute. You know, just, uh, just aren't going to say hi to anyone they're passing. Well, yeah, I imagine though, like they would probably be very nice people off the bike. And one of the things, mm-hmm. like I said, we got some good. Well, maybe. Okay, <laughs> that's debatable. Um, but uh, one of the things that Coach Jen actually responded, and she was like, you know what? They just don't have confidence. The confident men will definitely say hi, especially oh. to women. And I was like. That makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. See, see, but I also feel that it could be, you know, as you mentioned, your birthday is um, coming up. Yeah. And I, this could also be a part of the uh, middle-aged women are invisible syndrome that happens. Sure. Yes, yes. So, you know, you could be on a naked bike ride and you're not, and no one's <laughs> going to say anything to you. But they're coming from behind. They don't know how old I am. Maybe my varicose veins and my calves give me away. I don't know. But like, you know, it's not like I have like a gray hair, ponytail sticking out of the back of me. You know, yeah. I could be a 25 year old hottie for all they know. You know, <laughs> they don't know what they're missing. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. no, I get that. And I have to say that I, I do. I think perhaps we need to a tiny, tiny apology to the male listeners of our shows because <laughs> on, on the episode that of, of um another mother runner podcast that aired the day we're recording this it's coach jen and liz and we go on a like a misogynist r- rant <laughs> like uh, sorry we go on a rant where we diss on men and, oh okay all right, so, all right. Sorry, yeah okay that, yeah um well, let me let, okay let me let me get, get away from men in for a second and if you are um nervous or you know um feeling timid because i know people are shy like you know part of me was like if it was one guy okay i'll give him the but like five in a row like come on anyway if you're shy feeling like you don't have it's weird to encourage somebody i will never forget this i was training for the grand canyon i got my hiking poles out i am like going up and down this uh lookout mountain i am feeling 
kind of defeated. It's the end of a long, I can't remember how many miles I did. It was like my last long training spell. And um, this woman who is like, you know, a squirrel slash trail runner, you know, can just like bounce off of trees and, you know, like she's just gonna, you know, fly down the mountain, no problem. She looks me straight in the eye and she goes, great job, keep going. And I just was just like, thank you so much for validating that Mm -hmm. I matter as much as you do, even though you are Mm -hmm. gonna, you know, it's gonna make me a little teary because it just, I just really want, I think running has such uh, the possibility to make it feel so inclusive and so much like a very generous, warm community. And everybody who's listening to this has the power to do that. And Mm -hmm. it takes a little stepping out of your comfort zone sometimes to do that, but you never know whose day or whose memory you're going to make, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm thinking about that Zuma race, that Zuma half marathon that we did when uh, Run Like a Mother came out when we were in Texas. You know, and and there was this woman I'd been trading places with throughout the whole race. And then toward the end, I could see she was flagging and we hadn't acknowledged each other at all through this half marathon. And it's an all women's race. And I come up alongside of her, you know, I'm like, hey, stick with me. We got this. You got this. Just just stay with me. Just stay with me. And, you know, didn't really say much of anything as we went the final like three quarters of a mile. And afterwards at the post-race party, she came up to me and she said, thank you so much for helping pull me through that final mile. And I was just, you know, and I got as much out of it, if not more than she did, because suddenly it was like, I was, I had to stay strong for her as well. You know, yeah, you couldn't let her down. Exactly. You're like, oh my God, you have to stay with me. Now I got to stay. <laughs> you know, know like... that, that is the risk. It's the, the, oh shoot. What if they suddenly get faster than me? Cause then I'm going to have to speed up. That has happened to me in a race. <laughs> all right. So, well, good. Well, right, I think yeah. we've, we've made that point clear. Yes, again, yes. like if you're a male cyclist who is kind, and I know there are plenty of them out there, I adore you. Thank you for doing that. And let's just try to make it make the world a better place yes acknowledge each other's humanity yeah there you go that was a good phrase yeah yeah Yeah. all right right. well if you need us to go off on you (laughs) (laughs) or maybe totally sidetrack your question uh please give us a call uh the number is 470-BADASS-1 which is 470-223-2771 leave your first name and where you're calling from try to keep your message to 90 seconds or less and no question, as always, is too basic or too much information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you enjoy this show or our two other AMR podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating and a few positive words on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. We really appreciate it. Keep those questions coming because we're here with answers and we promise we'll always stay high at the beginning of them. <laughs>